When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 459 of Texas Area Code. Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm Mark Bader, next to Kyle Bracken, alongside Ben Askren over in the uh, Wisconsin studio. How are we doing today, boys? Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry for being late. Uh, this is my, I'll take it on myself. You know, my daughter's bus usually comes at 807. We did get snow yesterday, but it wasn't a particularly large amount. I mean, it was only like an inch or two. So um, I, w- I was not expecting any road issues this morning. So I drove it in on my driveway. Um, bus never showed up. I ended up dropping. Uh, my daughter off with the neighbor and said, I gotta, I gotta go be on a radio show. Yeah, you would think uh, in Wisconsin they'd be well equipped for a handle two inches of snow. Yeah, usually usually we are. I, I don't know what, maybe the driver, you know, they went in the uh, they went in the ditch or something, who knows? Yeah, I was always taught to be to be on time is to be late and to be early is Shut to be up, on time. Mark. And so, um, and to be late is, yeah, unacceptable, I think. But um, I Don't make me call Coach Smith to get him on this podcast and talk about your showing up habits. You talk to him. They were impeccable. Every once in a while nowadays, they <laughs> show up late. But. Because there was consequences. <laughs> Serious consequences. So. Serious. Yep. yep. Well, are you ready to talk some wrestling or what? Because, you know, I, we, me, me, Kyle, and Christian talk, and then – you know, obviously we've rehashed most of the important things from last week and this week, but I, I'm always I'm always in for a bait or take. You got any takes that you want to give us that even if it's stuff we already talked about? Um, well, I don't know exactly what you talked about. I kind of want to lead off. I don't know. I just did the interview yesterday and put it up in the afternoon, and I don't think a lot of Kyle hasn't seen it. Yeah, I doubt you have been, but I, I did a, a, a Skype interview with, with uh, Thomas Gilman, and it was like the most fascinating chat I've ever had. He went on like for 30 minutes about this this trip to Russia, and I had heard a couple things. I heard like he went out there, was training in the Caucasus region, and it was going to go wrestle on what he thought was a dual meet. It ended up to be a tournament, you know, shenanigans and kind of that. But he went on and on for like over a half an hour about this trek with these brothers. Well, first of all, his luggage got lost. He has no gear. 
Wait, so is is he by himself, Mark, or does he have like a, someone traveling with him? He is by solo. himself. Solo. Thomas Gilman is solo. Is he a, is he a American intelligence asset? Well, you, why do you keep coming back up with this? This is you brought this up last time. No, I don't. Why so. why would Thomas Gilman go travel by himself? I mean, like bring a friend or something. Well, you know? I, I mean, know, he wanted one to go of the Hawkeye. I, I didn't ask him why. Um, he just said okay. he had an opportunity to go over there and and train and compete and. Uh, Trekked all over Dagestan, way up in the mountains. Uh, I was cutting weight with no, you know, had to borrow some gear, no partner. <laughs> He's like doing stance motion and sprints in this wrestling, you know, town that loves wrestling village. These kids are all lined up at the side of the mat and they're 12, 13 years old. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm bored of doing just stance motion. I look at these kids and I'm like, push, pull, uh -huh. Please tell me Gilman started fighting children because that is fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, they call it fight over there, right? But they and he's wrestling yeah. all his kids and and he gets the weight off and, gosh, I mean, I I, I don't I'm gonna butcher the story and I'd like to tell the whole thing, but it's it was so fascinating and he's up further in the mountains and with these people he doesn't know in these primitive areas with no water, running water, um, a little bit of electricity and. Car stalls down the hill with no brakes. I don't. It was just there's so much <laughs> to it. Um, well, you can you know you can butcher all you want, and then people can go. They can try to go verify your account uh, by watching the Thomas Gilman interview. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I don't think I butchered it. I just like it's. What, when was the interview? You interviewed him yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Actually, sitting right is he here? I think just on my computer. I heard though. rumors that he's wrestling at Pan Am's. Is that true or false? I did. did not, I hadn't heard that. I didn't ask him. I don't know. Okay. Right. Yeah. Hmm. It's, I, um, I should have fed, fed you that intel. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> My bad. It's That's running. Bad. It's running on the site at nine forty-five. It's on the site right now, but as like the main banner image when you come to floorwrestling.org okay. at nine forty-five. So I think people will. It's, it's on the site. I think it's called Thomas Gilman's Wild Russia Story or something like that. Bader, have you ever been to Russia by yourself? You never have, right? No, if you've no, no. Taken with you. Uh, I went with Joe. A couple times I went with Ryan Blake. Once I went with um, the last time who'd I go with? Oh, Tony Stolfa. We went to and we were with oh, a yeah. bunch of Americans at the Uregan. But yeah, I think yeah. every time before that, it's just like been me and Joe. Genna came with us once. The first yeah. times I was just first two times it was just the two of us. And we actually <laughs> we got into a fight at the airport in JFK. Like walking to our gate to fly to Moscow, and we got in this big fight because we didn't know where we were going to stay. With who? Me and Joe Williamson. You and Joe got, to, got fight. to fight with each other. <laughs> Idiots. Because we it was like fighting over where we're going to stay. We we're, were going to St. Petersburg eventually. And we, we didn't have it really all planned out yet. And we kind of sort of maybe had something lined up. And then we, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we both get on the plane. We're like right next to each other. I'm pissed at him. He's pissed at me. I still hate you. I still yeah, hate you. Yeah. And we take off and we're like, you know, it's like nine hours. And like they bring us our food, and I literally sit down and eat, and you get a, a little roll. And I like took my roll, and I Joe was done. Joe was done with his food, so I broke my roll in half, and I was like, <laughs> and so literally I broke bread, and we we're like, bread. cool, we got to be on the same team when we when we land. We got to figure uh, this thing out. Yeah, I don't think I would ever go to Russia because I've said so many things about those Russians cheating that you know they might have a price on my head or something, or they might ban me from the country. I think I think I'm out on visiting Russia. Well. All right. <laughs> Don't come with me then. All right. I've always had fun times would, over there. 
Yeah, I, I, I you know what? I've you never went had over a there fun once or twice, right? I, I don't. Yeah, I've been over there like three or four times. Mark, right. I, I don't like traveling with you. I never have fun times with you ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. no fun. Never. Gosh, we've been to a couple places. Hey, you know, last week we were talking about stuff you did with me. Uh, we did together, and the one thing that I don't know how it didn't it didn't come up, but Mark Bader went on our honeymoon with us. <laughs> I think I stayed in the room for a night or two. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, that's so funny. We. Uh, we. I mean, my wife and I didn't actually take our real honeymoon. So what happened was, listen, Bellator offers me the three fights, you know, the tournament gimmick. And I was, uh, I said, yeah. And we already had our wedding planned. So my first fight is April 15th in the Bellator tournament. And my wedding was planned for April 9th. So we get married in Kansas City. Uh, I take uh, I take my wife and Bader. And we went back to Wisconsin for a day. My fight was in Chicago. We drove down there. I mean, Mark was with us the, the entire time. And actually, I think you were, remember, Kiko France was your, uh, I was yeah. actually a cornerman, I guess, technically, and Kiko yes, was the other cornerman. You, you were so happy when he got there, because you're like, yo, you go stay with Kiko. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're like married. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good times. That was Chicago, I think. Chicago, yep. Absolutely. Again, a lot of controversy around one of your fights. So much. All, all the time. Uh, a, magnet, a magnet of controversy, apparently. I'm curious to get Bader's thoughts on um, Jane's weight decision because you you know Jane really well. You spent a lot of time with him. Ooh, um, good question. You, good question, Kyle. Did you see this coming, or were you thinking 86? And how do you think this goes for him? Did I? I mean, hindsight, I should be like, yeah, dummy. Of course, I saw it coming. There, he made 86 in 2017. 17. Yeah, 17. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was the last time. And he looked like hell. I saw him, you know, shortly after weigh-ins, like as he was leaving the arena. And he didn't look good at all. And sometime between after that, probably after the tournament, he's like, I'll never make 86 again. That was hell. And then to think that was day before and he's going to have to do it again day of, no way. Yeah. And then he says, I don't know what I'm doing. You start hearing all these rumblings like, no, he's definitely going. He's going 86. Like so-and-so. And I've heard this. This is like for sure. And then you hear he's going 97. And then it's in between. And you. But for a minute, I was convinced he was going 86, which I thought would be stupid. Um, so I, I think he's made the right decision. And how does it go at 97? Man, um, it's, good it's easy to say. I don't, it's easy to say either way, I guess. You know, um, you, it, It's also easy to say Jane's on an upward trajectory. And while Kyle's – if you win three in a row, there's nowhere to go but stay there. Or I guess you want to call it a downward trajectory. Though that's not what I'm calling it. You know, maybe I'm too close to the situation. I think Jaden. And maybe a lot of people think that. And I think a lot of people probably think Kyle. What do you guys think? I don't think we made picks yesterday. We just talked about the ramifications of what he was doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we made picks. Well, and then, like, what, you know, what, what, what is the whole implication? I'm sorry if you guys discussed this. The implications of uh, the Ohio State training there are they gonna oh we talked about that okay yeah they hold tight did they say here's the playbook or if right anything well so i so okay so i i got jane to give me tell me what weight he was uh when he was when he was here in wisconsin that was a couple months ago and i asked him i said i said does the ohio does the ohio rtc care what weight you are he said he said i'm not gonna tell them i'm not gonna ask scale they're not gonna know it's irrelevant and i was like i'm like come on man for real for real and he, you know he that's what he said. So he said they didn't ask. He wasn't gonna tell, and that was that. 
So I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Uh, did, so he told you he was going 97. When was that? Like what time of year? Whenever he came to do the camp, like oh, no, maybe early November. Early November. Okay, so he has mind like made that. up. He had his mind made up then. I wonder if he knew the whole time after uh I, I thought Kazakhstan? he was going down. I mean, so if you would ask me prior to that, I, I would have guessed that he was going down. But then, you know, I said the same thing as you, Mark. I remember how hard it was for him to make 86. Um, and, you know, now we have day before weigh-ins. I'm sorry, day of weigh-ins. He had to make it weigh twice. And then, you know, I, but, then, but then he was talking about how much healthier he's gotten, how much better his diet is, how much more in control everything is. Um, so then I'm like, this is prior to him telling me. And I'm like, well, shoot. That means he's going down. He's getting in shape. And that, you know, I actually went and looked at some old Jaden pictures. He was a lot like chunkier back in the day, you know, compared to now you look at him, he's really lean. Um, and he wasn't that way a few years back. So you can see how it was maybe more difficult for him to make it. But yeah, so he's, he's going up. He, he told me it was a legacy play is what, that's what he told me. What, take out Snyder and then take out Sadulayev? Yeah, and he thinks, you know, he thinks that could put him in, in GOAT status. Which, uh, you know, I, I, Christian Christian significantly disagreed with. Um, I said, man, I, you know, I think that puts him way up there in the list of Americans. He probably should do it a few more times to be GOAT. But, um, you know, he's only 24 right now. He'll be 25 at the time of the Olympics. He, he's, he's got time left, right? He could uh, – that will be his if – he, if he makes a team, it'll be his fifth world team, and he's only 25. Wow. Yeah, we did. Did you guys go on about the kind of, goat? Yeah, we kind of okay. mentioned it yesterday on the show. That's what kind of got. No, we, I didn't. I don't. Well, well no, I, I didn't get to hear about this. And I well, want so to hear that's, about this. I meant to ask. It's what started the whole Barry Davis thing. Oh, is Because <laughs> Barry, Barry was in the office and he was talking with us and they were talking about <clears throat> Jaden's decision and everything. And then CP mentioned to Barry that how Nomad thought if. Jaden won, beat Snyder, then beat Sadge Live. He was the GOAT of American okay. wrestling, is I think is what he okay. was saying. He um, might have said overall, but And then ahead. Barry was like, why does he think that? No, that's not true. And like, <laughs> He's only one too. <laughs> and then he like latched on to Nomad and just gave him hell. Oh, I, I, Bader put up a video yesterday, I think, of him giving Nomad hell. That yeah. was the that was that it. was when he fired him. Um oh, I wish I'd have turned the camera on sooner. But then the whole thing started with Nomad trying to say there was a difference between Boat, the best of all time, and Goat, the greatest of all time. And it started this whole well, thing. I mean, one uh, one thing I one thing I see, and I you know, I don't I, I think giving it different names is just stupid. But the well, the one thing I can I can see ahead. is right, so a lot of times greatest is like you have a you hold a really high level for a really long time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you win a whole bunch of world titles, a whole bunch of NCAA titles. Like, someone who is, is a four-time state champion, it's, it's easier on the state level, right? You have a kid who's a four-time state champion who wins every year. and then But then you have a kid who's a one-time state champion, but his senior year, he's ranked number two in the country. And the guy that rank, is, rank, is a four-time state title never gets ranked in the country, right? So his peak, he might have started down here, but his peak was significantly higher while this guy held kind of a plateau across, right? So you, you can go with, the, the number one point where they reached the highest point in their life, you know, where they had a great year, or obviously you could have a longevity contest. When, I think when we talk about greatest of all time, we do have some type of longevity factored in there. That's almost exactly how Nomad was describing no, it. That, yeah, that's literally how Nomad described it. Best, Play, Nomad's a genius. He was like, best is like the peak. They Like their peak was greater than everybody else's peak. That's the word peak. he kept using. Um, and so then I, the great – I've never heard it called the boat. We should. I, that's, that's not a bad idea. 
Oh, it's stop. not a bad idea. Oh, it's God. not. No matter. Guys, it's not a bad idea. Can you guys say that, you know, everyone at one point in time has like a peak, right? At one, It might be like this. It might be like this. But they do hit a top point at some point in time. They hit a top, right? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, but, I mean, and that's kind of what I was saying to, to Christian. If 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 Jaden somehow pulls us off, he's going to be two, like, all-timers in one over the course of one season. And, and, and throwing all the other guys that are going to be in 97. It's going to be, like, an absurdly good weight class. Well, and he mentioned the same thing. Like, in uh, Kazakhstan, the day he won, he said, you know, I, me or somebody said, you going up or down? He said, I don't know, but... If I go up, you know, there's what we just laid in front of. Did I go down? Then I, I got to beat David Taylor and then and then Yazdani. So, either way, uh, I have a path. But wouldn't to you say? Legacy. I mean, I, I, I would. Yeah. Think so Chad July Chad July is higher than Yazdani. Is that what you're gonna say? And, and well, I would say that you've already beat David Taylor. David Taylor's already beat Yazdani. Sure. And I, okay. I know A plus B right doesn't and B plus B right. Yeah, it's yeah. not the way wrestling and Sajulai works. Sad July is but more of a goat than Yazdani. I would it's, think so. How many Sad July have gotten a five? Four. Four, four, right? 13, 14, 15, 17, 18. He's got five. He's got five. Yeah. Yeah. 16, 17, 18, 19. Um, yep, five. Him and Burroughs tied to five. Yep. I think, I think Barry Davis is probably you guys, the nomad. I, I, call. I, I, what? I'm sorry, Kyle. I go to, I go to, I go to effing Wikipedia Said Julius profile says he's only twenty three. That's just so absurd. The man is not twenty three. Give me a freaking break. Twenty three. Give me a break. Twenty three. There's, a, there's a lot of there is a lot of evidence. I remember we we ran a story on it one time uh, <laughs> that that he is older than that. Oh my god! So is, I mean it. What I, I can't believe everything you guys read on the internet. <clears throat> Cannot. Um, I I think what Barry Davis's problem is with Nomad calling him the goat <laughs> is that. There's other guys that have had like the boat goat. Getting back to the boat goat thing is guys have had <laughs> some more sustained, sustained, sustained success. You know, like yeah. the John Smiths, like the Six, and Bruce. the Bruce Bumgarner for like 13 years or something like that. Jordan. Yeah, now Jordan, and who knows, like what's coming? What with Kyle Snyder too? Like he could just beat Jaden and keep going. You know what I mean? Um, so it. That that was his problem there, so that that's why boat could be the better better term for it. And I yeah, think Barry just uh, he's like a fiery guy, and he just saw a nomad like you said, just latched on and was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> like pretty a little pit bull man. It was it was so entertaining. I, I want Barry to come back actually. So uh, so wait, so I don't mind this boat goat talk. I kind I kind of like the boat goat talk. I think we could. I think there is a difference. I've I, I've kind of thought that for a while. Um, but let me let me hear you guys. I want to hear his argument for the 1983 Iowa Hawkeyes greatest team of all time. I think it was was a big t- points at Big Ten, or I don't know exactly well, so what they were arguing, but it was 83 versus 86. Nomad kind of has some background on this because he he's done articles like laying out the top ten most team points, and like he keeps like a uh-huh. spreadsheet of this stuff. And so Barry just happened to ask him about that, and Nomad was like, "Ah, I got you because <laughs> I keep all this stuff," and. I think Nomad said it was the 86 Hawkeyes. No, it's 83. And Barry's like, are you sure? I think it's 83. Because, like, uh, team points scored at Nationals and, like, Big Tens and, like, the margin of victory is what Nomad was using to determine that Uh they were, like, the best of all time. And then Nomad finally got his spreadsheet pulled up, and it turned out to be 83. As as Barry's walking Uh away. (laughs) 
<laughs> Barry like conceded. He's like, I guess okay. I think I'm right. You think you're right? Maybe you're right. And he's like walking away, turning the corner. Oh man, it was 83. <laughs> Barry like stops, <laughs> does a swivel, comes back, and that's when he started giving it to and him. That's when yeah, that's when Bader got the video. Um, but then no. Nomad figured out that 86 had the largest margin of victory ever. Mm. But I think 83 scored the most. Big Ten or Nationals? Nationals, I'm pretty sure. But the 83 team scored like 200 points at Big Tens. I think he said it was 9 or 10. And then put 9 in the finals, yeah. Unreal. Or maybe all 10. It was a dummy. It was a dummy. So, yeah, I I would love to see, like, uh, you know, maybe you guys do a, a breakdown and you see them top eight of all-time great teams in dual meet format. What do you think Ooh, about that? I love it. I love you it. You know? Yeah. Like 83 Hawks in 2000. What's the best, what's the best Penn State team? You know, 2005 <laughs> Oklahoma State Cowboys is obviously a really yeah. good team, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be so much fun. 17, 18. Nomad just chatted me because the team scoring was done, was done He's watching. different back then. Um, and a lot of people say the 97 Iowa team is the best one. Ooh, that was that was a good team. But with the adjusted team point scoring, the 83 Hawks outscore them 177 and a half to 170. Uh, I was right when I said the 86 Hawks have the biggest margin of victory. <laughs> and the 83 Hawks scored 200 points at Big Ten with nine champs. Oh, my wow. God. You know, I would love so much if Nomad just busted in there and started slapping you guys and telling you. <laughs> Get in here, Nomad. That would be so awesome. That would be Actually, world class. Think, is Nomad out of town again? Did he take a weird? I don't know. I think he's here. No, that, that was a couple here. weeks ago. When, I, when I think there's another one. Okay. Don't be surprised if there's not another one coming. Or he's already Hey, gone. you know what I realized? And I don't know why you guys. Nomad, where are you? Tell us. You didn't, I know you're Kyle, watching. You didn't, wi- you didn't wise me up to this. So, Saturday night, you guys, Saturday night, have your friends over, cook a nice meal, because. We have back-to-back dual meets on BTN, Ohio yeah. State, Penn State, and Iowa, Minnesota. I didn't realize they were back-to-back. So listen, yep. throw a party for it. Have all your friends over. You know your regional, your sectional, or whatever is going to be that day probably. Bring a bunch of people over your house and watch watch those dual meets. How yeah, are we going to watch the dual meets if the sectional and regional, if they're wrestling at sectionals and regionals? No, because it doesn't start till 6.30. So oh, we're no, good. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a and on the East Coast, it's a later start, you know, 7.30 and 9.30 yeah, so duels. So perfect. Yeah. That's, That's what that I'm talking about. Four perfect. hours. And, we had, um, this is actually kind of one of my favorite times of year because we have, uh, I believe, this weekend is the first weekend of state championships. Is that am I right on that one? What are we, Sounds mid, about right. Think, Early mid February. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when are you guys? When's Wisconsin? Weekend. We got we got two weeks, but I know like, a couple of the big ones like Iowa and Illinois are next week. Um, and then I know uh, there's only a few after us. I think Minnesota and Pennsylvania are maybe the week after us. Man. Championship season, it feels like it oh, just baby. jumps out of nowhere, right? It's yep. like November, dual meets, and a couple of tournaments, and it's slow, and December into Christmas and everything, and then you get through January, it's like, boom, here we are. This Whoa. weekend and next weekend, and then duels are over. We're on, we're on the conference yes. championship week. It's crazy. Hell yep. yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of uh, duels, unless you guys have anything else, uh, we we can talk about a few here if you want, Ben. Yeah, um, yeah. I want I want to talk about this Minnesota Iowa. I I I, uh, I especially one forty nine. Yep. Um, man, I wa- I watched Braden Lee and Verclearin yesterday, so I caught some highlights the other day. I watched yesterday. Verclearin's kind of stepping up. I'm gonna give him a little more credit because he was do wrestling Braden Lee really well in that third period. Though Braden just turns it on and. 
it felt like if you had another couple minutes, he might have stalled him out of the match or got a whole bunch more takedowns. It just felt like third period, it felt like Verclean was just done. Yeah, he did that against um, – Brayton did that against Griffin Perriott two weeks ago too. Mm-hmm. He was losing 3 nothing again yep. in the third period and took him down yep. twice in the third and then in sudden victory, literally the exact same way. And we kind of saw him do it in freestyle this spring. You know, he yeah. would get yeah. – at Junior World Team Trials, he got down big and then stormed his way back. And obviously, he's not trying to do that. <laughs> like, that's not his strategy when he goes out there. But, uh, you know, as, as Dan Gable says, you, you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. So, he's got to be careful. But you're right, Verclear in wrestling much better. Uh, he beats Cole, Cole Martin um, until he tried to do the weird leg pass. I thought he was wrestling pretty well against Colin Purinton. Yeah. In that Nebraska yeah. duel, yeah, um, and see so yeah. that makes me think that makes me that makes me rethink the Sasso. I kind of thought Sasso was going to be a blowout over Verclear, and now um, I don't really feel that way at all. And you know, one of the things Sasso struggles with is is getting to clean shots of his own. And so if um, if if Verclear wrestles a smart match against Sasso, that's going to be tight. It's going to be three, two, four, three. You know, if he if he takes a stupid shot, okay, Sasso could hit a cradle, right? But if he plays that match right, Sazo has a hard time of getting to guys who, who are kind of locking it down. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be like a 5-2, something like that. But Verclair needs to make sure he doesn't do anything silly like he's done in some other matches because a, a pin there could cost him the duel. That's going to be a yeah, fun one. Yeah, totally. Um, did you guys know, uh, man, so the Big Ten at 149 – it's funny because you, you have a few of the highly ranked guys, right? You have Sasso Lugo are up up there high. Brayden Lee's pretty high. Store Kenan Store is decently high. But then it's funny because you have a whole bunch of guys who are all really good and they're kind of lower ranked, right? You have Graham Rooks who's coming on, Pure and Timber Clearing, Yaya Thomas, Cole Martin, Griffin Perry. I'm a whole bunch of these guys who are like, they're not super, they're not top 10 type guys, but they're like all bunched together. There's so the Big Ten Championships, I think, at that way is going to be a whole lot of fun. They're probably going to get, like, looking down at that weight, they're probably going to get, when, it, when it's all said and done, 11 qualifiers. They might, yeah. like, for the tournament, they might only get, like, nine or nine or something like that. But I can see them getting a couple wild cards because you have Verclaren and Angelo, who have both been ranked at points this season at 10 and 11. Um, yeah. And would be at the top of other conferences. Yeah, that, that's a really deep weight. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think they're for sure getting all, all of those people in from the Big Ten Championships. 100%. Okay. Um, well, how do you see how do you see Lee, Lee matching up with Lugo? Oh, um, so I, I think, you know, one, one of the funny things about the, and this and Sasso also is these guys use so many underhooks. So it's who, I mean, who's going to control the underhook battle. And what I'm going to say is the way I saw Patrick Lugo fade in that Verclaren match, and, and CP and I talked about it, you know, how it looked like for the first three minutes, three and a half minutes that he was going to get a major possibly tech him and then all of a sudden it was like that's that's done no no more gas in the tank um unless lee gets down by say two or more takedowns he's gonna gas him in the third i i feel very confident in saying that in carver hawkeye yes <sighs> brayton oh. lee doesn't care about brayton lee doesn't <laughs> care about that doesn't matter if you care about it it's- I don't know. I've never been uh, uh, on the map, but everybody says that place will suck the wind out of you. But Brayden hey. Lee doesn't have the wind sucked out of him. I love it. I love it. I can't Dang. wait to see it. No, he is very poised for a freshman, and, and he's just going to keep yeah. coming. I, I think 
you know, the strategy for him is, and Lugo's not a guy that's going to overwhelm you, is, but make sure you're within striking distance in the third period, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I think, for sure. Another um, interesting does, thing with Brady. Have, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, he's been taking, he hasn't even, like, been trying to go underneath guys. Like, yes, in, in that Verclearn that. match, he was down 3-0 going into third, and Verclearn's not, like, really good on top. He went auto-neutral. He did the same thing against mm-hmm. Griffin Perriott. So he's, like, not even wasted. I kind of like it. He's like, I'm not even wasting around with getting somehow they yeah. dropping down to my ankle or anything. Like, I'm just going neutral, and I'm going to come at you. Yeah, and I think you Yeah, gonna... it's funny because you, you need two takedowns versus one, right? So if you choose neutral in that scenario, you need two takedowns, takedown, escape, takedown. If you choose bottom, you only need one. So he's so confident that he's going to get two takedowns within two minutes that he's doing it. And I think that's like, hey, I could, you might ride me for 30 seconds and I get the point. Or I have 30 seconds of coming at you and trying to wear you down and, and get you, you know, out of position. And so a minute and a half later, I got my second takedown. Yeah, so I, I think that's interesting. The other thing, well, you know, actually what, what first struck me when you said that, Brecky, is in the Verclearn match, um, he scored off one down block go behind. He scored off, an, uh, almost scored off another down block go behind. And then he's using a lot of underhooks to stuff. He doesn't like like shooting from space and going underneath people, and uh, that way. And so, you know, I think it's, it's kind of interesting that, you know, say, say in the Verclearn match, for example, his pressure is so strong that he forces people to take these bad shots, like in the third period, and his down block go behinds are there. Yeah, good call. So that'll be. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Lee in that match. Um, I just I just really like the way he's been wrestling lately, and I, I think Lugo probably gets the early lead, and he comes back late. Okay. Do you do you think we see any? So there's three starters in this duel that you know haven't really been wrestling, and Pat McKee and DeSanto and Max Murin. You think we see any of those guys back? I heard rumors DeSanto's back this weekend. Hmm. Okay. I would have guessed. I, I did no. not. That's that's the rumor I heard. I don't know if it's true or false. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything on Pat McKee. Um, his injury looked pretty serious. Uh, and, you know, he was, he was beating Devin Schrader in that match. And then kind of just, you know, he did what DeSanto wasn't and fell on the sword. Right? His, his knee got hurt and he got rolled up for a whole bunch of points in the third period. Yeah. Um, and then Max Beard. I haven't heard anything on Max Beard. Have you guys? No. Um, he's listed at DeSanto and Murin are both listed as oars, um, as is Pat McKee. But, I mean, they've been forfeiting 25 because they don't want to waste a red shirt. Minnesota has. Who do they have red shirting even? I don't know. But that's just... Damn it, Kyle. Why don't we have that football rule where we can put them in for a few? It's silly. It's it silly. This so is what I'm talking fun. about. Do you know how many? Like, so I do I do the um, box score article for us every week. And okay. as, as as the season goes on, like, the forfeits just mount. Uh, like, they, yes, just, they increase every single weekend. And – it's crazy that we don't have – and I thought it was going to be a quick fix because they put the football rule in like two years ago, and they're like, we're going to start working on implementing it in every other sport, um, mm, figuring out yeah, the equivalent. Yeah. And there's still like no answer or timetable or anything, and it seems like a really simple fix to me. Um, yeah, because at this point of the season, you're not going to freaking pull someone for, right. what, one or two matches? Yeah. I mean, it would be absurd, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish we had that rule. I mean, the other thing is it would just be so much fun for, like, a, say, Iowa-Penn State, right? And 
they don't want to waste Beard's redshirt, but you pull Beard for the one match. Like, how cool would that be? That'd be freaking awesome. I say, who, who, do, we, who do we talk to? Let's make this happen. Rules committee? Yeah. All right. So Chuck it, Barbie, right? They probably don't want to pull Matt Ramos, the um, yeah cadet world cadet champion. World yep. Which I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to use waste a year of his eligibility for two matches either. For, yeah, seriously, can't can't do that. All right, we gotta make this happen, can't guys. All right, big big tone, big tone, and uh, Gable. I think I picked the under on my four and a half line that I set. Kyle picked the over. Banner, what do you pick? I'm picking over. You think it's gonna be a blowout? No, I would think it'd be at least five. Five a blowout. <laughs> That's heavyweight. Okay, it's then heavyweight. I, yeah, you said there you go. Then that, if that, in your words, I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it'll win by five. Okay, I think it'll win by at least five. five. Bracky got the over. I, I think Pyle said the over also. Correct. So either lone under. I, I don't I'm know. Lone just, under. After what we saw last weekend with Mason Paris, I think Gable's. Quickness and athleticism and, and foot speed is just going to be too much for ca- Big Tone. I think the last time I saw, they wrestled in Rochester at the 20, was that 18 World Team Trials, I think? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know it's freestyle, but I think it, Gable definitely put it on him. He might have teched him. He did. He teched him. Yeah. Um, it got a little chippy back and forth, both guys. But, uh, I mean, it was all Gable. Yeah, Gable, Gable doesn't like getting chippy at all. <laughs> He's, but it was I. I liked it. You know, he, Cassiope yeah. didn't didn't back down at all. He may have even initiated. I don't remember. No, I, it was I definitely was, Gable. I think they came. I was yeah. sitting calling the match, and they came flying at the chairs, and I think I had to bust out of the way. Gable gets shippy with everybody. Sure, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was good, good, clean, fun. No uh, do you okay. do you think Owen Webster has anything for Ava Saad? If it is Assad, he is listed uh, as an Oregon with Cash Wilkie. That, hey, wouldn't this be crazy if Cash Wilkie ends up being the starter and they pulled the oh, sod? It'd I mean, be pretty wild. Because it would be wild because, I mean, it's almost looking like that. Obviously, Assad has had the struggles now. You, All of us, I think all of us on this program said the Iowa Hawkeye coaches must be seeing something out of Assad that we're not seeing because I feel like he's the same as Nelson or he's the same as Cash Wilkie where he's really good, but he's he's more of a – nine through 15 type guy and that's how i feel about cash wilkie and that's how i feel about nelson brands i feel they're all kind of in that same range and so when they pulled a Basad, it feels like they have this big cushion over penn state and they pull him he must be they must be seeing something in the room where they think he could be a, a number three guy or a number four guy um and now as the season goes on it just it just doesn't look like that and now they've started cash wilkie and what two or three matches and it doesn't appear to be an injury yeah it doesn't and then Wilkie goes out and beats a top 20 guy in Jelani Embry and looks pretty good doing it and that yeah. makes it a little bit of a tougher decision um, and now think, he beats Owen Webster too I mean dude yep I think they were just like you know what we got to pull out all the stops here do every you know we have to win a team title this year and if that means we pull aside then let's do it but I think it was all in on, hey, you got to get this one and then continue to win team titles from here on out. I they mean, were like wanted to be absolutely sure they figured it out at 84. That's my guess. Yes. I mean, it, no, it, no, yeah, uh, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was just going to say, you know, Wilkie, 
he's got some wins this year. He, um, I want to look up what these guys are ranked. He beat Andrew Morgan from Campbell, who's ranked sixth right now. Um, yeah. At uh, at Midlands, he beat Bronigal, who's ranked. Where's he at now? Fourteen. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah. 15th. And uh, then he's beaten. He beat Nelson Brands, who's who's a solid win. Obviously, he was he was ranked pretty highly there at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, Wil- Wilkie's only Embry. got three losses. Two two of which are to, um, two of which are to Giant Sebastian and one one to Colin Moore. So it's like you, to your point, he has he has a handful of good wins. I mean, if he if he were to beat Owen Webster, and then. He were to beat Montalvo. I mean, he's going to be a reasonably high seed at the Big Ten tournament, right? Yeah. What, what's he going to be seeded? Top, top three, top four. I was just looking at <laughs> Big Ten at a uh, at one eighty four is a total mess. Um, yes, it is. Let me pull. I just had the Big Ten rankings pulled up. Let me pull it back well, up. Brooks. Bro- I, I think it's going to be Brooks at one, and then Caffey at two. Is that what it's going to be? Probably. As long as those yeah. do, those guys don't have any slip ups. This next past weekend, if he if he wrestles a Big Tens, uh, I don't know if he can get above Rocky. He might be like a seven seed because he beat Braun. Oh, head to that head. well, he's beat Braun but he has lost to Sebastian. Yeah, yeah and I, you can't put him ahead of Brooks Caffey. But what? But what? But what? Oh, you take out a Sebastian. you take out a sod, so he move up to six probably. Yeah. Okay, so no, it's not that much of a difference. So what what is it, what is Assad going to be then? Assad yeah. right now is ranked third in the Big Ten because he has that win over Taylor Vens. Um, yeah, but Vens Vens feels like he's losing to everybody now. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> Except for when for he real. beats him. Except for when he beats him. <laughs> is it um, Bronagle or Bronagle? I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's Bronagle. Like okay. not, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. Vans has now lost to Cam Caffey, Rocky Jordan, Abasad, uh, Luhan, Deprez, Luhan, Zahid. I guess that, that's not that bad. Doesn't those you just feel like one of those guys though that can just, if if he's on, yes, can, can yes. beat anybody. He's so up and down. Yeah. He's so up and down. It's so annoying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's Let's go to NC State. Uh, NC State Virginia Tech. This is for the conference title, right? Right, Kyle. Yeah. For um, well, yeah. If NC State wins, they're the outright champs. Um, if Virginia Tech wins, I think it's a three-way split. They don't have any kind yeah. of tiebreaker. Oh wow! Uh, for the there's dual- no tie. From so it's what a big I deal. Yeah, from what I understand, it, there, there's no. And this is number two versus number six in our dual meet rankings. Uh, How about this? Only two Big Ten teams in the top six in the dual meet rankings. Yeah, you guys are ACC homers. We get out of here. <laughs> we're homers. It, yeah, whatever narrative you need to put out there, Ben. It's funny because the ACC I, people uh, tell us that we're Big Ten homers. So I think we're I doing just our love. Job say, right. I just love. I love saying. I love saying that you guys are homers because um, everyone does it, and they, they have no. They they only they only see when you guys. You know, say something positive about Iowa or Penn State, and then and then the fans hop on it. It's just it's so absurd. So I love calling you guys homers. Hey, thanks, That's Ben. It. It, 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 homers. I yep. think it was uh, right before the Iowa and Penn State duel. 
uh, Hawkeye Report and BWI, the Penn State message board, each had a thread up about how we were biased against their team. <laughs> See? It was it was perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, but, too funny. Yeah, huge one. It's in Reynolds again. I, I I'm sure they'll have an awesome crowd. Dude, that crowd last. I'm sure you guys talked about this earlier in the week, but that was amazing. I saw one or two clips uh, on the internet, <laughs> and. Uh, Wow, hats off to that yep. staff and that program. They packed that gym. That was amazing. That was awesome. I, I wish there could be more atmospheres like that. Eight, nine thousand, six. I don't know. I think it was just under yeah. five. Okay, wow. But that, we'll call it twenty. <laughs> yeah, it felt like twenty as loud as it was and as crazy as they were going. Yeah. It well, it's, it's such a. I mean, I love that that type of venue. Right, the Cavelli Center is kind of like that, where it's like. Um, when you put 5,000 people in there, it, it's it's sold out essentially, and it feels so full. And it's like they're really on top of the mat. Mm-hmm, you know, there's yeah. not a huge amount of space on the other side. So, yeah, it, it's a great environment for, for their dual mates. You know, Cavelli Center's got that. And there's a few other people, you know, Cornell obviously going that direction where um, they have, you know, it's not a 16 or 17,000 seat arena. It's, it's five, six, seven, somewhere in there. It feel, feels great. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So I'm sure after that performance against North Carolina and the awesome time that the fans had, they'll have another huge crowd um, as Virginia Tech comes to yeah. town. There's a few really, really big matchups. The biggest one at 184 between uh, number two, Hunter Bullen, and number three, Trent Hydley. Will they hide their chairs? <laughs> <laughs> no chair is safe around Trent Hydley. Yeah, I would. You're, you're, uh, seriously. What an animated guy. I freaking love it. Wouldn't it be awesome if they just started this thing where, you know, maybe maybe they pre-cut the chairs. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if they right. But after every match, he just smashes a chair, like, in a different way, right? Maybe one day he stomps it. Maybe one day he does this one. You know, like, maybe one day he picks his coach up and slams him to the chair. Like, every day he's got to break a chair. <laughs> I no, think I it's would like, be so into that. I love it. I love it. It's like the opening to The Simpsons. Every time there's, like, a little – one little difference. Yep. If, I think we should do it. If they provided him chairs, Trent would absolutely do it. We'll call. Uh, we'll call <laughs> Coach Pop and see about setting this up. Call in a favor. So, Kyle, these guys have not not wrestled before, right? Uh, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, so Hunter Bowman only has one loss on the season, and that was to Taylor Luhan, and he he also avenged that loss um, in the same tournament. Those were both really good matches. My, my gut tells me to lean towards Hidley, but damn. I mean, I, there's something about uh, Bowen. He just he doesn't look pretty, but he just gets it done. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I fair in saying that? No, absolutely. I think you are. And, you know, he's been really good this year. He, he's he's obviously solid on his feet, but he's been really tough on top. Um, I, I, man, I lean, I lean Trent here. I just like uh, – he also beat Luan this year. Um, he's got two losses, one to Zahid and then one to uh, Louis Dupre, who he split with this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like I like Trent in, uh, in Reynolds. All right. Well, that makes it easy for me then. I'm picking Bowling. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the upset yeah. and smashes a chair over Tony Roby's head. In no, all good fun. Is, uh... <laughs> You don't like I, it. I think there's no harm in that. It's, it's all for the gimmick. <laughs> I think this is important for for ACC seating stuff to also because you have, um, you know, who's ever going to get the two is going to have to wrestle Nino Bonacorsi in the in the semis, which is a tough one. And whoever wins is the one seed, 
and, and they're going to have an easier match in the semis. So I think I think it's big for that as well. Yeah, and NCAA seeding too. You know, at this point. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Um... Because whoever whoever, win, whoever wins the ACC is probably probably going to be the two seed. Yeah. 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 That, and then and two seats huge because you're opposite Zahid. Yeah, nobody wants to see that monster. Nope. Um, and then let's see where else. McFadden Bullard. Uh, Bullard actually didn't wrestle last week against Monday. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but even if he does, I, I'd favor McFadden in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't I don't see a path to victory for Bullard in the, in this one. Um, I just yeah. And McFadden's then McFadden's uh, too solid. Hayden will have a, a, a ranked matchup with BC LaPrade, but obviously I think Hayden's a big favorite there. Hayden Hydley, that is. And then uh, the other ranked matchup at 141. Mid, these two actually had a, a kind of crazy match at CKLV. Um, Mitch Moore and Tariq Wilson. Uh, Tariq scored super late, like last five seconds to beat Mitch at CKLV. And I just like the way he's wrestling, so I, I would lean Trent or uh, Tariq, sorry. Tariq I, I the mean- Freak. Yep, Eileen Tariq also, I think, uh, hopefully he started to turn it back on, but I don't know that he'll ever find that form um, that he found at 20, what, 2018 NCAAs. Man, that was, he, that was so fun. When you, when a guy catches fire like that, and I think uh, what Kyle Cannell did it the same, same year, right? It's yeah. so fun to see these guys, like, gain momentum and gain steam, and the, the crowd gets behind him. It's like, who is this guy? But I don't know, but we're cheering for him, and, you know, he's got 10,000 people. <laughs> I don't know, but we're cheering for him. I'm kind of – that's how these breakouts, you know, to, to a lot of the yeah, crowd, that's how, right, that's just right, how it right. works. Yeah. Like, oh, sweet. Yeah. This guy's got all this momentum and from a small school or whatever. Those two were yeah. – um, that yeah. year, Tariq and, and Connell were two Ohio natives, too, there in Cleveland. So they, yeah, yeah, good point. They, they definitely had the crowd behind them. That's a good point. Um, okay, how you you and I and and uh, you and I Iowa State. Ooh. Yeah, uh, this one's on Sunday live on Flow Wrestling. Nice. Sweet. And there's, there's no like marquee matchups like uh, two versus three like there is in Virginia Tech, but a whole bunch of ranked matchups in, in this one. Um, I think the one that I'm most interested in is Thompson Deegan. I know they wrestled before. Um, and Deegan had the injury for a little while. He's back, so I want to see where he's at. Yeah, this one, um, I'm really glad these two teams wrestled. Last year in West Gym, you and I kind of pulled away um, from them. But uh, yeah. I, I think going into this one, you probably favor Iowa State. Uh, I'm I'm interested in um, 141 as well with Blockus and Ian Parker. Uh, I, I like Blockus a lot, but Parker wrestles so dang hard. Um, and then Isley, Isley and Grimmel was a really good match last year as well in the duel too. I'm trying to look up the series between Deegan and Thompson right now. They've, I feel like they've wrestled a whole bunch of times. Yeah, it looks like five times. Uh, yeah. I, what's the, what's the overall score? So oh, this one's an entry default. Deegan default out of entry or with entry at CKLV, so that one doesn't count. But Thompson won 12-7 in the finals of the Cyclone Open earlier this year. Last year in the duel, Thompson won 7-5, so he's up 2-0. Thompson won 11-5 at Big 12s. Dang, is Thompson 4-0 against him? I think Thompson's, Thompson's 4-0. Undefeated. And putting up some points. Those sounds like exciting matches. 7-5, 12-7. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I get you got to lead Thompson if he's undefeated, yeah. right? He's, yeah. 
You're crazy wow. if you're picking Deegan. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. But he, I, I was um, going to pick Deegan, too, and look like an idiot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know, he, he lets guys in on his legs all the time. He just wrestles that kind yeah. of crazy style, and Thompson's really good at finishing, so it kind of makes a lot of sense. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, I, I, I just scrolled down in the notes. How about the Brands Brothers getting paid? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, they That's fantastic. I Good think job, tu- Tuesday or Wednesday it came out um, that they were locking Tom, Terry, and Ryan Morningstar up through 2026. And Big th- numbers. Yeah, this year Tom's making $190,000, which already, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, but then starting in 2021, 2020-2021 uh, season, Brands Brace base salary jumps to 350,000 for the two seasons. Dang. Then to, then to 375 for the two after that and then 400,000 for the next two to close out the contract. Good what, what about the sec- what about the second part of this though? I don't know, let me if I'm, I hope I'm going to say Brands rate of guaranteed other annual income outside from iClub appearance TV and radio will jump to $100,000 a year. Yeah, so that sounds like so it's, sponsorships other other stuff like that and likely that going different? on yeah like uh i know a lot of schools uh in the summer will will do like coaches caravans where they go yeah. around the state and they meet with um boosters and alumni and they go out and they're fundraising and stuff like that so that that's probably included in there like taking time out um to go do that and then like you're saying tv and yep and radio so we're shows talking, at the end of that contract Tom's got a guaranteed half million a year. Way to go! Is he the, is he the first guaranteed half million dollar year coach in college wrestling? Probably. I know. Got to be right. I think K- Dresser... Kale was Kale was Kale was rumored at half a million, but he den- he vehemently denies that. Yeah. And then and yeah, he's got to be. I, I I think the crazy part about this is what um, then Terry and Morningstar are making because. I think there's there's plenty of yeah, Terry, that's commitment. Terry to, that's commitment to a program. Yeah, Cherry jumps to two hundred, and then Morningstar jumps to uh, one ten per year. So I mean, yeah, one ten, one ten for the second assistant. That's more than uh, um, that's more than a lot. I don't say a lot of head coaches, but some head coaches make for sure. That's absolutely more than some head coaches make. Um, and I, I, like Beta was saying, I think you are seeing like a. Um, it's kind of like what the Oklahoma State AD said last year yeah. when they were talk because they just unveiled a new baseball facility and they said wrestling's next and he was like we've kind of just put wrestling on the back burner because it's been rolling and you know we Doing didn't so need well. to worry about it. I think that's the way it's kind of been in Iowa too is they had that thing rolling and they didn't need to worry about it. Well now Penn State's come in you know and gone on a run of their own and they realize hey like we need to get back behind this and invest in it. Yep. Um, and that uh, you're seeing that with the new facility, although Iowa wrestling is raising a ton of that money on their own, but they're still letting them do it, you know, a- approving yeah. it. And then they're putting their money where their mouth is and paying these guys. Yep. Awesome. Coaches uh, are getting paid hey, all around, you know, just more and more. Go love ahead. It. Let's do some cues from us. I, I saw, I scroll, I kept scrolling down and I saw some really, um, really fantastic ones in there. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Um, uh, let's see. If you had to be fired, 
That's <laughs> that's what I wanted for yeah. If you had to be fired, there's no way, like, I know we were talking to Bader about this this morning. He's like, well, I don't want to be fired. It's like, well, tough. There's no way around it. You're getting fired. You, you screwed up. What former NCAA coach would you choose to fire you? I, I'm going uh, Jay Robinson because he'd be ruthless. Oh, that's a good one. I, I was saying, like, I was like, I don't know. Somebody like Tim Flynn, he's like, Bader, you know, it's not working out, but I, I think. Uh, Wait, it's former Bader, so you got to be retired, right? That's how I took it. Yeah, oh, it does say oh. former. Yeah. Um, Tim Flynn God, very much still employed. I, okay, I, I missed the former part. So. <laughs> And my yeah, you're, make, you're making Bracky mad. He's, uh, yeah, you're trying to former coaches. Uh, I trying mean, to get my man fired. But this year, with you know guys that are coaching now, will be fun. Um, I think Brands. After seeing him get all fired up with uh, Royce the other day when they're lifting weights, got knock him off. Man, you're fired. You mean Gable? Yeah, that's it, Brands. Yeah, yeah, I'm at Gable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit of a wild card here. I'm gonna go with uh, Drew Periano. I think Ooh. I love his sense of humor, and I think he would just be like super sarcastic, and like, and like I'd look back on him and be like, I can't be mad at that. That's pretty funny. Like, he he was funny while firing me. That is yeah, it's funny. Give us more. Yeah, they got be better. Um, Bailey Brown. It's not really a question, but he did have another one that was his Tuesday headline. So it made me think, Ben, do you have a Tuesday headline? Oh, we did a Tuesday headlines. Yeah, I, saw, um, I need to get one. Let's see. Uh, I said it's tough because they have to be audacious. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say something crazy. Gas tank Gary lights the Cabell. Uh, light, Get out of here. Center. <laughs> it's not the Cabell. He lights. Uh, what's the damn? What's the damn? Penn Bryce, State Jordan. Bryce Jordan. Bryce Jordan. Gary Traub lights gas. Uh, that uses gas to light Bryce Jordan Center on fire <laughs> as Ohio State upsets Penn State. I love it. All right, that's a funny one. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Virginia Tech upsets NC State and Reynolds. It comes down to heavyweight, ooh. and then John Borst breaks one of NC State's ooh. chairs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the chair gimmick be, becomes a thing. And the chair gimmick's got to become a thing. Bader, are you going to participate in Tuesday headlines or no? Sure. Um... Gable Stevenson gets kicked out of the match for hitting Cassiope with the chair. Going <laughs> with the chairs. <laughs> we can't stop the chair theme. That's, that's pretty audacious. All right, hey, I, I love this question. Yeah, go for it. This is, this is an awesome one. With season 40 of Survivor beginning tonight. 40? The FRL, I, I want, and I'm going to expand on this question. This is Alex Funderburg. <laughs> Yeah, 40, right? It makes you feel Jesus. old. Of the FRL crew or flow crew, who would be the first to get voted off the island and who would win? Go. Nomad's off the island first. I would win. I got <laughs> I'm not sure I there's any. Think... Go ahead, man. I think Nomad's getting kicked off for sure. I he's, think. He's... First one. Just because everyone gets annoyed with him, we're like, get it the hell out of here. Well, Barry well, Davis yeah, said it like, You're out of here. Go on. It's like, it's like when you're cutting weight. You know when you're cutting weight and you're just like, you got, you know, it's been a while for you guys, but I've been, you're like extra annoyed. Just like everything, every little yeah. thing just annoys you because you're cutting weight and you're, you're a miserable person and you're not eating and you're dehydrated. That's what I'm, I'm going to imagine if you were actually doing Survivor, that's what you would be like. Like, you know, you're you're in a, you're in a not good spot. You're not irritable. eating a lot. You're just you're extra irritable. 
And, you know, I, th- I got to think Nomad's the one that gets on everyone's nerves. And everyone bands together. And maybe they don't even maybe they don't even vote him off. Maybe you guys just drowned him. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> or ta- tape him to the wall with Matt tape. There would be a tree. But, yeah, <laughs> tree. I, I had a different train of thought with this one. Uh, okay. I could see... I could see Spay being kicked off first just because he doesn't want to be there. Like oh, he, that's, that'd be a good one. Like, he just does something audacious <laughs> or just, like, leaves on his own because Spay would absolutely be like, screw this. Like, I'm going back stupid. to my – Yeah, this is stupid. I'm going, I want to do this. I'm going back to my apartment eating Taco Cabana <laughs> and drinking beers. Macro, <laughs> micros. Yeah. Micros. Um, and then I think I, – I would say Bader would probably win. Sweet. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I, yeah, I am the I, I think, most seasoned. Well, Mike's older. But. I think I think Bader's a really really good uh, good choice for one. I, I could also see Mike Mal winning. He seems like he would do pretty well in a deserted desert island. Mike's plus crafty. everyone. Mike's crafty. yeah, and I, I think he's. It seems like he doesn't get on people's nerves. Which that's a big part of Survivor. Is like you know, like me, I would definitely get on someone's nerves, and then I was <laughs> okay. like, yeah, I would keep. I would keep it. Hey, you want to hear a story, Bracky? Yes, I please. This last night. I don't know why, but as soon as Bader texted me, this story came to my head. You know, from years one time, I, 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 so it was me and Bader and one of our other really good buddies, and we went on this trip in Northern California. I was thinking I about a, this trip this morning. I brought a girl with me, and, and it was like a girlfriend. It wasn't super serious. It wasn't super serious. But it was like, I told you guys, like, hey, guys, this is probably going so well. So, Liz, I already paid for the trip, so I'm going to bring her. But then afterwards, it's probably going to be over. These guys tried to freaking antagonize the whole time. <laughs> and they'll be sitting in the backseat just going like this for cutting the tension. <laughs> We're doing the twerk French thing. Dude, this... I mean, they couldn't have been worse about it. Brackley, they couldn't have been worse about it. <laughs> well... So, I actually, I'm kicking Bader off the island. Uh, well, yeah, you could kick me off. That was, oh, God. Because there would, we'd be sitting in the back, and they'd be in the front. We're, like, on this week-long road trip camping and stuff, and she's just getting on his nerves and our nerves, and there's, like, tension. And we're like, Does, do you think this car has a torque wrench? What is torque? Torque wrench is tension. And it's like, uh, she, some of the so you guys kept doing this, though, for, yeah. for cutting the tension. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't know if she picked up on that. I did. I did. She, you know what? It, it was a good time while it lasted, but I did end up breaking up with her a couple of days after the trip. <laughs> oh, and then Ben broke my freaking sunglasses out by the river. We we're playing in there. I like. I had a fr- uh, we were playing frisbee golf, and I had a frisbee, we- and I, I set it set it down. And I put my sunglasses and my sunglasses in, in there. My other friend, we were like going into a creek because there was a creek right there. So my other friend like put his frisbee on top of mine or whatever. Ben like picks the frisbees up, and I had these really expensive sunglasses. Like the only time I ever got expensive sunglasses, and bam, they hit the ground and shatter. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I was like, dude. Those are my, those are like really important sunglasses. Well, why would you hide something nice between two frisbees? They weren't hidden. That's, we're out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing to hide. It just happened to set the other frisbee on top. I just, oh. I was upset. And then we were like out in the middle of nowhere, so it took forever to get more sunglasses. And it was super sunny out, and I, it was terrible. Um, an, an underrated. Uh, That's a, that a good trip. An underrated flow employee that flow wrestling employee that could win is David Bray. Feel like he's an outdoorsman. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think he's an outdoorsman. He's the smart, quiet killer. Yeah, yeah. He'd be over in the corner plotting, and everybody else is trying to take each other out, and he's observing. I could see that. He's why I'm oh. Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I think you got that. Listen, 
you guys got me excited. Listen, I think after the Olympics, it's going to get a little boring for a minute, Bracky. The whole flow wrestling crew gets together and you guys go somewhere and actually do this for a week. What do you think? Oh my God. Oh my God. Offsite. Offsite. I hate it, but I kind of love it. The final X road trips weren't much different than this. <laughs> you're just, you're just Who got kicked out of the van? Who got kicked no, out? Nomad would have been the one kicked out of the van. Just because, like, he has these audacious takes. And everyone, like, I remember that Jack and Diane song. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, had some audacious take with the lyrics, and we all wanted to <laughs> throw him out of the window. Sucking down chili dogs. Yeah. How do you suck down a chili dog? It's, yeah, you drink it, just you freaking he's, eat He's it like, what fast. the hell does that mean? It doesn't down. even make any sense. <sighs> yeah, no, man, I was going to be the first one out of the band, probably the first one off the uh, And I love him. Okay. Yeah. So so I think you guys are going to go execute on this in August after the Olympics. The <laughs> in Austin where it's super hot. Yeah, the heat will oh, be a factor. Yeah. The, the heat will definitely be a factor. Remember yeah. that one time I came to Austin, Peter? Like the first time? <laughs> I was gonna play. Me and my buddy were gonna play yeah. forty disc golf course, and you were you were being baiter and slow us down. So I want to kick you off the island, and then <laughs> take my time. I got so sunburned on day one and so hot. I was like done. I was done. I got so sunburned and so hot. You guys were absurd. gonna play like nine courses or something. We did that first day, but then we had a whole week planned of disc golf courses. But I got so sunburned and so hot the next day. I'm like f this. Let's go to Barton Springs. I'm done. <laughs> I remember I played like half the day with you, and I was like, I'm out. And then you and, uh, oh, what was his name? Hefner. Hefner. Hefner kept, we're like, we're going to play three more courses. And you came back to my place afterwards, and you were uh, just torched. You're like, oh, my God. Like, yes. Yeah. This freaking was happy, <laughs> buddy. It was 103 mm-hmm. or something. Oh, man. That was like 2008. Okay. That was that a long was, time. That, right, right. That was right after the Olympics, 2008. Yeah. Yep. Well, you guys looking for four, four employees. <laughs> back in the house. You didn't even have to wear a shirt. I don't know yep. the name of the host of Survivor, but Ben, you would need to come down and be like the host. Oh, could I be the host? Oh, my yeah. God. I would. You know, because you know what the host does? Part of what the host does in these type of shows, my wife watches Bachelor. It's, you know, I catch bits and pieces of it. It's so annoying. Yeah, the host, right. Like, you, you watch the, it. <laughs> I don't. The, the host antagonizes. You know, they'd be like, Mark, when, when Nomad was telling you this, how did that make you feel? It's all produced. It's yes. all produced, right? And it is all it's, produced. It's reality. Nice. Jeff Probst. Sure. Probst is the host yes. of us. Uh, I, I w- guys, I, I would love I would love to come be the host of uh if, if that actually happens, I would love to come do it. I think it would be fantastic. Done. I would actually You're hired. I don't know exactly how <laughs> we do it, but there's there's a way it can be done. There's got to be some type of outdoor nature reserve or park that you guys can set tents up at for a week, and and you don't get any food. You got to find your own food or something. I'll 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 QB this one, Ben. I'll make it even just like maybe a long weekend, you know, like a Friday to Monday type thing. It's Survivor meets Survivor meets the real world. One time we're gonna get a uh, uh, Airbnb and stay at the Olympic trials, and we're gonna be on each other's nerves, just like Final. Oh my gosh. The one time, so I, for my, I, I wanted to do a, a training camp like boxing because I was doing about boxers. So for the 2008, uh, 2008 Olympic trials, I took like 10 guys out to Colorado. I had this friend Brad and he set us all up and uh, we just trained every day, right? Michael Chandler's dumb, he's dumb, dumb. He was convinced <laughs> if we gave him a pocket knife and this, this, no. is, this is May, this is May in Colorado. It gets, and we're at like 9,000 feet. It gets really cold, right? He's convinced. 
if we give him a pocket knife and leave him in short, shorts up on a mountain, he can survive 72 hours. And he wanted us to go do it. He was betting us money. Come on. Because he, he was going to die. He was going to die. <laughs> well, you need sure. water. More than anything, he was right? convinced he could work. He was convinced he could work it out. I would no, you need shelter also. I mean, it was like 30 degrees at night. He, sure, he said okay. shorts, pocket knife. He was gonna figure out how to stay warm and yeah, eat and everything. I mean, cut stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> That's gonna be tough. But I wish you guys um, would let him do it and then like find him in a day. But that'd be yeah, tough. that that would be tough. Hey, uh, you know, if, well, if it was, if it was right, this was eight, so we didn't have like smartphones or anything. We could have like gave him a smartwatch and tracked his location or something, but we didn't have that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, maybe it wouldn't yeah. have been a great idea. No, it would have been a terrible idea. That's why we didn't do it. <laughs> we weren't gonna let him, we weren't gonna let him hurt himself. Um, hey, to, uh, we have a comment, from Tony Mustari in the uh, our boy Meatwad's killing it at College uh, School of the Mines. You see, you see that. Austin DeVu, he's talking about, former 25-pounder Missouri. Yes. Head coach of oh the my gosh. School of Mines. What? Yeah, he's doing a great job. I just talked to him the other day. You know, and you know else who, I got, I don't know, did you watch the show yesterday, Mark? I did not. Okay, so Bracky had a question of what, like, what kind of old guys could just come in and kill it? So, like, for example, John Reeder at Madison doesn't count because he's only, like, 30 years old. We're talking, like, old guys. It made me think of the time... And I don't think you were there because I think you're too old. Nate Carr went and jacked up Chris McCormick at, Mill- at Milledgeville. I mean, he was partying <laughs> on him. And I so, think I remember guys, hearing this. I got this string of angry texts from Chris <laughs> McCormick at like 7 p.m. <laughs> he wants to come down to Poe and whoop up on all of you guys. And he also wants to know, I said he was ranked like 11th or 12th. He wants to know that he was ranked as high as 9th one time. Chris so McCormick? He, he was all... Chris McCormick was all kinds of mad. Why, why does he, he want to beat up us when you were the one telling the story? <laughs> hey, tell Chris <laughs> McCormick. I've, I've fought Chris McCormick more than once, and I'll fight him again. He's my teammate and friend. He wants he wants to beat up Piles specifically, so he kept spelling Piles. P-I-L-E-S, not P-Y-L-E-S. <laughs> so, Chris, there's a trip. Vader, you're going to you're gonna have to be Piles' bodyguard. No, no, I'll let them go at it. <laughs> hey, Piles <laughs> is into jiu-jitsu, man. He's going to strangle him so, up. He'll be able to- all right, so so uh, he'll be able to choke him out, no problem. Yeah, no problem. All right, just watch out for the oh. foot sweep. Let's get back to some cues from ref because there are still some good ones. Okay. Uh, Cooper Willis, over under one and a half currently college eligible wrestlers on the Olympic team. I see the leading candidates as Dane Fix, Spencer Lee, Yanni Gable, then Zahid and Makai Lewis as very dark horses. Um, I'll go under. I think we're gonna get one. I don't know who. I think, ooh, I don't know. You could get because if could if you go fix Yanni, I could see Gable making the team. He was so close with Gwiz mm-hmm. last year. I'm gonna go over. I think between fix Yanni and Gable, you get two there somehow. Yeah, the the best chances are definitely at 57 with with Dayton Fix and Spencer Lee because you have two two there. Oh yeah! Oh my God! How did I forget about Spencer? I'm an idiot. But it's still just one spot. Yeah, it's still same spot, same spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but then I I think then I think Yanni has the next best. But I'm I'm still gonna I'm gonna say under. I think it's just one. I don't know who it is. I'm I'm not gonna make a prediction, but I just see just one. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh. Okay. You got anything else, Ben? Uh, 
Um, well, I, I kind of like this question. We know Kale's a genius, but why would he put, pull Brooks and Neville's red shirts when it's been clear since uh, day one that they weren't going to beat Iowa? Um, I think Brooks is ready to go, and Neville's is because who else do they got? Yeah. Well, why not? I, I mean, mean, I don't think – why not put your best team out there when, one, those guys are ready? Like, they can – Yes. Brooks is going to – he's ranked he's in All-American finish right now and can yeah. absolutely climb higher. And then Neville's, he's only ranked like 16th right now, but that's just because of lack of opportunity. He's absolutely an All-American threat. Um, so why not? Yeah. And then who knows what happens the rest of the season? Like, there, there's crazy stuff that happens. Penn State's already lost two starters to injury. What if something wild happens like that to Iowa? And obviously we don't want that to happen, and we're not wishing that on anybody. But what if it were? Like, you're then you're right there in contention and can, and can win it. Yeah. So why not? I agree. I don't I – don't, I, don't, I mean, like, I was questioning them pulling a sod out in Iowa earlier, but I, I don't see any issue with the Brooks and Nevels. I think that, that was totally smart move. Um, Brad Cravens wants to know, when you join an RTC, are you obligated to spend a certain amount of time there? For example, Jaden is now training with KJ, but as part of the OSU RTC. I uh, think every every agreement is different, I believe, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I think you did an interview with Jaden where he's going to split time, right? Yep, yep. He said he's going to be – and I think I've seen maybe pictures on Instagram or somewhere that he's been out there and he's going to, yeah, basically split – Said I'm gonna live in Colorado and train there, and when I feel the need or for whatever reason, I'm gonna hop over to Ohio. And you know, he mentioned Miles Martin and Colin Moore and a lot of Turvell and a lot of big guys to work with. Um, so mixing it up a little bit. So I and like you said, Ben, every agreement's different. I'm sure this one that they yeah. said, let's. However, they figured it out. That's how. That's how it came to be. Yeah, when you're the two-time world champion, you kind of dictate terms. If you're a, you know, if you're ranked number nine, you probably don't get to dictate terms. Here's your money. Here's what we want out of you. Yeah. There you go. Right? Uh, Simple. Cody Mainquist, uh, if you guys were, were dogs, what breed would you be? Oh, my God. I was a well, dog? Well, I, I, love, I love my dog so much. I'm just going to be the breed that my dog is, which is an Italian, <laughs> Italian Mastiff. Uh, you know, very well balanced, got some decent energy, but not too much. Uh, listens well. Uh, awesome dog. I kind of have the same thought. I, I have a golden retriever, and I see myself kind of as that because he is – he's still very young. But if he sees a ball, he wants it, and he'll just, like, play <laughs> with it. But I'm the exact same way. Like, in the office, I am always throwing around the spike ball or shooting the basketball or throwing the football up in the air. So I'm, I'm kind of the same way. And Man, I don't – I'll be honest. I'm not super up-to-date on breeds of dogs, but um... – <laughs> Something uh, small and really cool with a lot of energy. What give, give me what's one of that? Oh, uh, let's see. What is Bader? Yeah, you give, give you guys know dogs. Or That's a good point. I'll, I'm trying to think of which you know. I, I thought of the uh, Australian Shepherd, but they might be too smart. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> That's like the smartest of all dogs. That was what Cody Crocker had back in the day. <laughs> oh no, I'm not remember the smartest him? of all dogs. I'm not the dumbest of all dogs. But yeah, I remember yeah. Cody Crocker's well, dog. Well, a, a wiener, a wiener dog. They're like the dumbest of all dogs, so you're definitely yeah, not definitely that. Yeah, definitely not a wiener. Somewhere in between those, <laughs> hopefully closer to the top. You know what you kind of are? You're probably like a Jack Russell Terrier where, you know, that that kind of dog, it runs a lot, it has a lot of energy, it just keeps going and going and going and going. Um, that That's probably you, Jack Russell Terrier. All right, let me Google that one. Let's go to images. Why did I go to Yahoo? 
Ah, cute little dog. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jordan Simpson, are you expecting any more Olympic red shirts pulled? If so, who? No. Yeah, it's I think it'd be – yeah, there's not much time left. Um, I know we kind of mentioned it because of a comment on Facebook, but I don't see Dayton fixes being pulled. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, nobody's – I don't like, – what did you say? Two weeks left. Why, why do yeah. it? Yeah. Um, um, unless it was going to help somebody win a team title, which I don't see any shirt no. getting pulled that's going to even yeah. impact the team race that much, right? Right. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure if Oklahoma State pulling Dayton would get them into team trophy contention right now. I don't, I don't believe so. Um, Trapper Wrestler, anybody else disappointed that Jaden is going to drop to 86 because of his dislike for David Taylor's storyline didn't play out? Yeah, I would like to say maybe. Maybe listen, I I, lo- I love Heat. I love Heat, <laughs> and I I like David. I like Jaden, but I love some Heat, right? So maybe if uh, these guys both have some success in the Olympic trials. We could set up some type of super match next year, and they could talk all kinds of trash and then go at it. Uh, count me in. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right awesome. After, yeah, I mean, no. Right after, that, right after Survivor. Oh, we got a full summer. <laughs> yeah, this is me great. We'll have commercials Perfect. during Survivor for the Jaden David Oh my, That would be awesome. Um, Pops Redfoot, rank the most exciting must-watch wrestlers this year. Not necessarily the best. But have to see them in action. Brayton Lee. Hmm. I like that. Not, I don't want to give a bad answer. I mean, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> give a bad answer. Um, Austin DeSanto is the yeah. obvious one that comes to mind. Um, just, there's just something about him that is, like, engaging. Enigmatic. Yeah, enigmatic. I don't know exactly what it is. You don't know um, what he's going to do. You know, like, yeah. you, you do to a certain degree. Like, you know he's going to wrestle hard and he's going to try to hit his dump. And... But then he also sometimes tries to jump over people, and then there's sometimes the I yell and I live for this on the mat, and the thumbs up to the bench, and like it's unpredictability. So I, I kind of looked through it a little bit. I'd go my top three: Lee, Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, Sammy Sasso. Those would be my my top three. Can't Ooh, misses. Sammy Sasso. That's solid. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I I I. Like Gable Stevenson to me is up there. I really like just watching him wrestle. He's so fluid. And then he kind of also, I like the kind of, he's kind of an antagonist. I like that. Um, he'll give you me like a little chir- extra like shove the ch- after the whistle. Chirpiness. Yeah. Like yeah. Chirpiness. Yeah. Um, and Mason Paris has been that too. This, not the chirpiness, but the fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, but I think you guys. You guys nailed it. Um, Ramey Walther, when will refs stop giving their mini lectures after cautions? Oh, gosh, please, sooner than later. At the college level, it's so dumb. I mean, maybe at, like, the youth level they need it, but come on. I feel like you see it at the, at the senior level, too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so absurd. when When, I don't know. But hopefully soon. Kyle, um, it brings up Mike Mao recently did an interview with Kyle Dake where they kind of talked about that. And it started off with him asking, like, sometimes you win 3 nothing, and other times you win 10-0 very quickly. And he's like, yeah, a lot of times the ref has a lot to do with that. And he's like, I'm just, like, getting to my motions and fakes and getting this guy doing what I'm about wanting to do, and then he stops. And he's like, da-da-da. Yeah. And then, Real, freestyle refs are way more involved. I can't stand it. Yeah. I thought Dake, 
that was a really cool interview, Dake, like just talking about how officials can dictate pace and score of international matches more than anything else. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to see that. Um, hey, uh, there's multiple questions about this, Brecky, and um, what, what, what? I'm curious to hear your take. But you know, we've obviously FRL now does five times a week. Um, they're saying they're falling behind. They can't listen to them all. I know I felt like that when you guys um, started doing really long episodes. Sometimes you know, if I would, I, I generally turn on my podcast when I'm driving, so I would kind of get behind a little bit sometimes. Um, what do you What do you suggest for a schedule? Just you know, here's what I'll, I'll tell you what I do, and you guys, most people think I'm really strange. I listen to all my podcasts at one and a half speed so I can get through. I think that's brilliant. No, I've done that before. Um, right? It's It works. Most of the time, you can, there's a few people you can't understand at one and a half, but most people, it's good to go. When yeah. I, when I do a long interview with somebody and I'm like going to chop it up, I'll do the same thing. I'll put it in Final Cut and play one and a half. Just, it's an hour. Get through it in half an hour. I know. Um, I'm a big podcast guy. I listen to it. Anytime I'm in the car, that's what I'm listening to. And then, but now I found just like other ways to listen, not other ways, but other times. So, like, um, when I'm like cooking dinner, like I'll just turn it on in the background. That way, like, I'm, whenever I'm doing some cleaning around the house, taking the dog for a yeah. walk, whatever. So, I just kind of put it on whenever I'm not doing anything that I like don't have to be laser focused into. So, I can just have it listening. Mm-hmm. So, maybe just try, uh, I don't know. Anytime you got a little downtime, just throw it on in the background, and you'll 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 catch all the stuff. And yeah, like Ben said, you'll be able to listen to all this stuff at one and a half speed, and Boom. still be understand what's going on. Be, yeah. be efficient. Yeah, that's well. right. Multitask. Um, high C. Is it okay to sit a higher ranked guy against a lower ranked guy if the duel isn't in the balance? If there's I a good reason to matter- sit him. I- yeah, that that, yeah, exactly. Better tell him. Oh, yeah, only if there's I mean, if there's no good reason to sit him, yeah. I don't know. Every situation is different. <clears throat> Every situation, yeah. If there's a good reason to sit him, sit him. Uh, wrestle. Uh, Chaco Taco, it's a pretty funny guy on Twitter. Uh, predictions or set odds on what Mark Schultz Twitter will most likely consist of since oh, Andrew Yang God. has dropped out of we the race. We can't talk about Mark Schultz Twitter. He is so ridiculous. Uh, will he one team up know, with Ben Askren on crypto? <laughs> will he join my Alien Hour conspiracy, or will he uh, hit the two minute abs with CP? Oh, Mark Schultz definitely definitely believes in aliens. I guarantee that one. Yeah, there's I think no most doubt. likely is conspiracy theory. I don't know if there's yeah. any way he could understand crypto. How has Mark Schultz not been kicked off Twitter? He says some outrageous things. <laughs> God he really Mark does. Schultz. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he was in your Survivor, he might he might win Survivor. He would win. I think so. No, no, no. I would put him at top <laughs> three top. He's not invited because he's – I think he would win. Newcomer 35. Has there ever been a way at Instant Blaze that finished chalk one through eight seeds? Also, has there ever been a year where all ten number one seeds won? Neither Ooh, that, that I'm those aware are, of. Those are, those are Jason Bryant questions. If I have a tough wrestling question, I ask Jason Bryant. <laughs> yeah, I don't Maybe know the Nomad. Maybe Nomad might have an Excel file. You guys can ask him also. He would get it wrong, though. <laughs> don't ask Nomad then. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nomad's pretty on point. We'll we'll try to get to the bottom of that because that that is an interesting question. Um, yeah, that is. 
What is uh, Bracky's Eagle statue? What is more likely, riding time eliminated from folk style or riding time being worth one point per minute of riding time? More likely, I think eliminated. eliminated. Because didn't it used to be? I think it used to be yeah. a, a point a minute, right? I believe so, yes. I think mm -hmm. so, too. Back when there's maybe unlimited weight class. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's more likely to be eliminated. All right, I think that's... Uh, all the That's questions good. we got. Ben, you got anything else you want to talk no, about? No, tell have have your friends over. Double duel on BTN Saturday night. Uh, bring bring the whole team over after the regionals, the sectionals, whatever. Watch some wrestling. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. And there's um we have we got twelve D one duels going down this weekend. Um, let's see here. We got we got, I know we got Stanford multiple times. We got you and I multiple times. Iowa State multiple times. So a lot of ranked teams, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Um, be sure to tune in to all the action. Um, keep it locked on Flow Wrestling all weekend live. Because as Duel's been talking about, we're going to have live updates of all the action going down. And uh, Boom. if you guys don't have anything else, we'll Fun see you episode, Tuesday. Guys. Adios.